Attention, Kansas listeners. Barbecue Radio Network's very own Dave Caius, along with two other comedians, will perform on Valentine's Night, Tuesday, February 14th at 365 Complex in Inman, Kansas. Inman is located between McPherson and Hutchinson. The Valentine's show package includes both dinner and three hilarious comedians. You know you'll have a good time. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to 365complex.com. That's 365complex.com. Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Happy holidays and thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm your host, Dave Caius, along with our executive producer, T-Bone. Andy Groneman cannot be found, so we have brought in our good buddy, a, our man that steps up to the plate when we need him, and we need him more often than you can imagine. It's Todd Johns, pitmaster of Plowboys. Hello, Todd. Ho, ho, ho. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, we're going to be talking more to you in a minute. Sweet. Um, more- you just hold on right there. Why? No, I'm talking to Todd. Oh. <laughs> yes? I was, no, well, I was just talking to Todd. He just needs to hold on. Okay. I was gonna say, all, right, all right, if I can say something. No, I was going to say, if you guys so, don't and, need me, I'm fine. <laughs> Andy's in, a, in another you know, exotic location this week. He's in like he, Arkansas. He's out, outstanding in his field in Kansas. He's like in Arkansas. Oh, it's Ark City, Kansas, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking he was in Arkansas. I get confused. I can see the confusion <laughs> on your face all the time. So our guest today uh, will be Mr. Porky Butts, Blaine Hunter. You know Blaine, don't you? Oh, yeah. Up in oh, Omaha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's kind of interesting. We've had him on the show before, and he started, He he's from Texas, and he brought Texas barbecue up to Omaha. And he is a fellow American Royal Barbecue World Champion. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got a Porky Butts uh, barbecue up there in Omaha, so if you get up there anytime. I haven't been up to Omaha in a while, but when I get up there, I'm going to go check out his restaurant. Uh, you can check out his website, PorkyButtsBBQ.com, and so Blaine Hunter will be our guest. Um, we're also going to be hitting up Todd about ideas for Christmas dinner leftovers, since uh, people are going to be having their Christmas dinner this weekend, and then... We got all this extra food. Right. And how we roll is there's like a hundred times more food than there is people. So, <laughs> yeah. Mostly because I have no friends, but. Well, we didn't want to say that. But, you know, when you're ever on here, I, I'm so careful because I know you're going to insult me horribly. One of those kind of insults that I've been doing pr- comedy for 30 years and I don't have a comeback for it. I just go, well, I'm flipping the script. I'm flipping the script. It's going to be self-deprecating humor <laughs> the whole show. I'm just going to like point it right at me. See, now you've ruined it, Dave. <laughs> but this is what you got to do with Dave. You can't let him see what's coming. I know. I like, know. Oh. He, he's announcing it. So now see, it's like, yeah, it ain't going to happen. No, what Todd's doing, he's getting me to relax. That's that false <laughs> yes, sense of security. And that could be months. And then, and then, uh, no, it'll be like the third segment. And I'll blurp out something stupid. And Todd will just, bam, hit me. And I'm like, oh, man. Man, I didn't see that one coming. Oh, it won't take you till the third segment to blur out something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, ding! Look at him! Look at and him! There we have we, it. He needs a bell every time he insults me. A little <laughs> bell goes off, and an angel gets its wings. An angel gets.
gets its wings. So here's the thing. I really hate to be nice to you or compliment you, but <laughs> uh, you and, and, and Plowboy's Barbecue over the years, you've, you've, you guys, in fact, you've, you've been on local television and stuff, just helping the community with barbecue, which a lot of, lot of barbecue people do. We talk a lot about Operation Barbecue Relief. Um, but but you you've done some stuff and did did you do something back in the day of like bring a turkey give a turkey or something like yeah. that yeah yeah I did a thing so prior to the restaurants doing a lot of turkeys and everyone would be like hey can you smoke a turkey for me and so I did that a little bit and then I was like you know let's turn this into something cool and so I would tell people I'll do your turkey for you but you got to buy two of them and I'll do it for free but the idea is. Get a turkey, give a turkey. So if you buy two, I'll smoke them both. But then you've got to take that second turkey and give it to someone who needs it. That's cool. And so we ended up having people like come and bring us four turkeys and say, I don't want any of them back. Oh, wow. I just, you know, find a home for them. And, and that, so that kind of became something cool, unintended. Um, and so I remember one year we were headed to church, uh, Christmas Eve night and we had one last stop to make and, so while mom's getting ready, the boys who were really young then, we went to a group home and we had two turkeys to drop off and we we dropped them off and uh, it just really felt like we did our last good deed and now we can have our Christmas. And it was just the, one of the most fulfilling kind of feelings to know we're about ready to go get gluttonous. And, <laughs> but but yeah, we did a good thing and now and someone else can be gluttonous now too, I guess. So, so. I think it's cute that you think you're going to get into heaven by doing this because I know you too well. <laughs> no, I've got all kinds of reasons why I'm going to get into heaven. Are you kidding me? You're not, you're not racking up <laughs> enough points. I think it's a nice try. You know, a buddy of mine from high school um, and his parents did well. They lived in a nice neighborhood, but every Christmas year that the whole family would go and to, you know, a place and help serve Christmas dinner just to remind the kids of how fortunate they are and, and to help other people. I, I think that's really cool. Um, I showed up to, uh, I showed up to an event years ago, 15 years ago, and, uh, they had 45 turkeys for me to cook. Oh my gosh. Every single one of how- them was frozen. How did I was you, like, what? How, I mean, so I had, I, had a, I had a cooker that could fit that, but they were all frozen when I showed up and they needed them for dinner that night. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you people not understand how frozen turkeys work? Right. So when you have, let's say, a, what what's the average? 12 pound, 14 pound turkey? No, I usually try to shoot for like a 16 pound. Okay. Bird. So big, big bird. So when you're smoking it like that back in the day, about how long does it take to smoke a, a, a turkey that big? Uh, you know, if it's fully thawed, it's... You know, usually three and a half, three, three and a half hours. Oh, that's not bad. Like that. Yeah, usually usually about three hours is what I plan. What's the temperature you're using? Uh, like 250. Okay. Well, that's not, I thought it would be longer than that. That's, that's why they don't let me cook turkeys. Yeah. For many, many reasons. So it's time now for our Ask Todd segment, um, sponsored by our barbecue sauce of the month, which is, what, what barbecue sauce do you have at All Things Barbecue? Uh, I've got all kinds of sauces at all things. Barbecue. Name one of them. Uh, Kansas City Crossroads, one of my favorites. Oh, yes. Yeah. We've got Kansas City Crossroads, Plowboys barbecue sauce that you can get at all things barbecue. Uh, what, you, what, what do you got for a question there, T-Bone? I actually have two questions from Bobby Beeler. And Bobby, one question at a time. So your question about preparing a whole brisket and marinating or inject, just check out any of our shows in the archives from last summer where we beat brisket to death. 
Question for Todd. What is the cooking difference between chicken thighs or chicken breast when it comes to barbecue? So the difference is your finishing temperature. The thighs are going to be a lot more forgiving, and you're really going to want to take those to 160 to 165 degrees at minimum. You can even go hotter than that, and they're going to retain moisture. On a chicken breast, you really need to not exceed about 155 um, I prefer like 150, 155 on chicken breast. Cook them both hot though. Uh, make you know, give them some temperature: 275, 300, 350. Uh, don't cook them low and slow. Cook them a little bit hotter. Isn't that the tough thing though? What I what, what we've talked about on the show is when you do a whole chicken because you want them. A, the breast takes longer, right, to get up to temperature. Uh, you know, I find they kind of come about the same. Like when you're doing a turkey, for example. Uh, about the time that breast is hitting, usually the breast, even though you're taking it to a lower temperature, it uh, comes on last. I usually find that the thighs and legs are are finishing quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but 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 they have so much forgiveness that by the time breast is done, the the thighs and legs are are fine. Okay, cool. Because they can just take that longer time and heat. Well, we actually, that, that's a two-part question because we've got another question for him next week, right, T-Bone? I just put you on the spot. <laughs> What's the other part? Next week, we'll talk about the brisket part. I know I know that's, that we have it in archives, but we, we should talk about that I, next week. I've got week. a backup of questions, actually. <laughs> I've heard you're backed up. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> thanks again. What, what's your barbecue sauce again called? Casey Crossroads. And that, of course, is Plowboys, and you can get that at All Things Barbecue. That's atbbq.com. Pick up some uh, of the Plowboys barbecue sauce there and online and have it for you uh, real soon. Again, atbbq.com. Coming up, we got return guest Blaine Hunter. He is Mr. Porky Butts. You can check out his website at porkybuttsbbq.com. He's got a restaurant up in Omaha, Nebraska. We'll be talking to Blaine next here on Barbecue Radio Network. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build the grill. Welcome back to this holiday edition of Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, along with Todd Johns. I started to call you Andy. I do apologize. Do, do not call me Andy. <laughs> do not call me Andy. Todd, of course, is the pitmaster of Plowboys Barbecue and a friend of our guest that's coming up. Pitmaster and owner of Porky Butts Barbecue up in Omaha, Nebraska. He is Mr. Porky Butts. He's got 85 top 10 finishes, 22 grand championships in nine different states. And you can check out his website, which is PorkyButtsBBQ.com. It's Blaine Hunter. Blaine, how you doing, buddy? Welcome back to the show. Good, guys. Thanks for having me. How are things in warm Omaha? 
Oh, it's just beautiful, sunny, and ninety-two <laughs> below zero. <laughs> we we were we were talking off the air. Of course, you I I have I have not gotten up to Omaha since I we first met on the radio. Um, and of course, next time I get a show up there, I'm going to come by and, and hit your restaurant. But uh, Todd no longer has a restaurant, and uh, you guys you, you were talking a little bit about how much fun people. T Bone brought this up about a week or two ago about oh I want to own a barbecue restaurant sounds good in theory right there blaine oh it absolutely it sounded great three years ago and uh <laughs> you dive in and if he wants to own one i know where it wants to sell <laughs> yeah, I, you know i for the first time in like a decade i get like days off during the holidays it's <laughs> yeah. uh, it feels like i'm retired and i'm working 50 hours a week <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the holidays are always the best so, so Blaine, let's talk about, uh, I was looking at your website and stuff, and there was a part where it says, Blaine Hunter, two words, brisket and meatloaf. And I don't think we've talked about meatloaf. Is that brisket and meatloaf or brisket meatloaf? Oh, that's a good point. I think, yeah. is it brisket and meatloaf? It's two different words, right, Blaine? Well, we do a fresh ground uh, in the restaurant. So basically what we're using is our... Uh, our brisket that we're trimming and then uh, we grind it up and that's what we make our meatloaf out oh, of. So it's see. all snake or farms, wagyu, brisket. Doggone it. I got to give Todd credit for that one. That's not, I saw it coming. I don't I saw like it coming. that. I don't like him being right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's talk about that because that, that's something we've never talked about before. Yeah, no, it's um, I, my, one of my favorite things to eat is meatloaf. So I have it on the menu strictly for my dietary consumption. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, there's nothing, you know, on a cold day saying, you know, that's better than a, a good uh, warm smoked meatloaf. So uh, can you give some tips on how you prepare it? So I'm like the worst meatloaf. I'm the best meatloaf eater <laughs> and the worst meatloaf maker. And <laughs> it's it's like the moisture thing. It can either be too dense and dry or it can be like almost soupy if you do it too so i always find that consistency in the moisture part tough yeah no i mean so i test mine a lot i mean well through the, the mixing process i'm taking pieces of it and throw it in the microwave and throw it in there for a minute or yeah. 30 40 seconds and i just see how it you know the the texture of it is and then i'll taste it to see what the, the taste is at too as i'm mixing it but a couple of tips that i've always and i learned this from a french chef in culinary school but i add a little heavy cream in with any any meatloaf i'm making it adds a little oh. creaminess and it adds a ton of moisture so even in the rest in the restaurant are you cooking it like on a sheet pan or are you cooking it in a pan um yeah we cook it on a sheet pan in our smoker Okay. So I'll, I'll make them up and put them in a half pan and I'll throw them in the smoker. So so if you don't mind, Blaine, kind of back up to the beginning of this because uh, not everybody makes meatloaf anymore. I think that's kind of a traditional dish. By the way, am I the only one here that puts ketchup on it? I have to have ketchup. Anybody? Yeah, ketchup's I, good. Ketchup good. I, okay. I used to put ketchup on it, but now I put a... I put our barbecue sauce. Well, on of course that. you want to plug your. Up. Of course you want to plug your barbecue sauce, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Porky Butts. Uh, but but let, let's start for for the person who who may want to try it for the first time. Your version at home, just kind of back us up to the beginning, would you? And we got about four yeah. four minutes, so go for it in four yeah. minutes. Yeah, no, no, I, we do fresh ground uh, brisket, and then I add, uh, I mean, just basic seasonings: garlic, um, onions. Um, I add a little bit of Tabasco for a little heat and then uh, it's salt and pepper, Worcestershire. And then I use a little uh, mustard powder and I don't use a uh, actual mustard. I use mustard powder to add a little more 
eat. And then, um, then I go in with the barbecue sauce. Um, I add a little brown sugar, but not much. And then uh, just eggs and uh, some panko breadcrumbs just to for it, hold it together. And then I lightly mix it. You don't want to over mix it because I think that's kind of some of the issues with the dense, yeah, like uh, um, tight meatloaf. Is there is there a good like egg panko meats uh, ratio? I knew you were going to ask me that, but no, yeah, it's the Blaine just cracks a bunch of eggs and Pango and just keeps filling it with my hands. Yeah. I'm the worst. At ex- I'm the worst at explaining because temperatures, times, I, everything's who, done by who fuel. Booked this guy? Who booked this guy? I don't know. Some weirdo named T Bone. <laughs> <laughs> and we brought him back for a second time. <laughs> I know. I need. I need a, a handler that just takes notes when I'm making stuff. Now, do you, now I'm not a, I'm not a cook, as you know. Uh, Todd is, of course. Do you put it in one of those little meatloaf pan things and then put it in I, the I, oven or, or no, smoke it? No, I, I don't. I just put it right on a sheet tray. I don't. I form it up and then just put it on a sheet tray and then. That's, so, that's I mean that's pretty much we don't cover it and then at the end I hit it with a little of our barbecue sauce again. So um, a buddy, a buddy of mine, um, in his restaurant, he'll take those smaller like small loaf aluminum pans. Yep. And uh, they'll just make holes in the bottom of it and make it perforated. And then that way, when you're cooking it, all that um, that grease and everything will kind of go through and not sit there and have that meatloaf sitting in a bathtub of, of grease. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Just uh, Is this a common friend of ours? That could be. <laughs> we probably have about 500 common friends. So yeah, that's probably Chances good are good. <laughs> All of which are drinking at this very moment. Uh, yeah. What a coincidence. So, so, so about how long do you cook it in a, and about what temperature? Um, so I'm cooking it at 275. And then it, it, it takes about two hours. Do you, I form a, a pretty big loaf. Now, now, dumb question again for me. Do you rest it like you do a regular brisket or anything like that once, once, um, once it's done? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it rests before we even start touching it. It'll rest about an hour and a half. And then we throw it in the alto sham and hold it until we start cutting to order. It doesn't last long, so we've never had to preheat it. Or <laughs> <laughs> I usually try to save one to take home, and it never works out. When when you serve it at the restaurant, is it is it a sandwich form or is it like an entree or can you do either? You know, we do it all in the entree. It's usually with mashed potatoes and then our oh. our gravy, and then mm-hmm. we hit it with some more barbecue sauce over the top again. Um, we make a a house. We take our smoked sausage and make a smoked sausage gravy, jalapeno gravy that we how far put over top to, of it. How far is it to Omaha from Kansas City? <laughs> <laughs> three hours, man. Okay, we can be there in three hours. Get one made up. <laughs> That gravy's legit too, man. Takes a little longer in a blizzard, but we can still get up there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, real, we've got less than a minute. Real quickly, if you're in Omaha, what part of town are you in? East, north, so, southwest? Yeah, we're in the northwest corner of Omaha at 156 and Maple. Okay. Really easy to find, kind of out towards northwest, I should say northeast, northwest corner of Omaha, out towards, where am I at? Northwest corner of Omaha, sorry. Out towards uh, Bennington. <laughs> It's been a long day. Sorry. You're all right, buddy. We're talking with Blaine Hunter. He is pitmaster and owner of Porky Butts Barbecue, which is in Omaha, Nebraska. He's the yep. American Royal Open World Champion. He's also got a KCBS National Grand Champion Team of the Year. And you want to check out his website, which is PorkyButtsBBQ.com. That's PorkyButtsBBQ.com. We'll be back with more with Blaine Hunter next here on Barbecue Radio Network. 
Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kais, along with our producer, T-Bone. And in for Andy Gronerman this week, it's Pitmaster of Plowboys Barbecue. Good friend of the show. Not good friend of mine. <laughs> Todd Johns. Todd, Todd, as always, thank you for coming back, buddy. We really appreciate it. Even though you did not bring me any cheesy potatoes since they no longer exist. Well, why, would, why would I? Did you hear that introduction you just gave? Come on. <laughs> By the way, that court you gave me, which was so nice of you, did not last long. It, it did not go back in the freezer. Let me just put it that way. It, it was gone in about two meals. <laughs> well, I might I might be gone here in a second. You know, this kind of <laughs> attitude being thrown around. Oh, the man can dish it out, but he can't take it. Hey, so we got a, a friend of all of us, Blaine Hunter, this week. He is Mr. Porky Butts. He's pitmaster and owner of Porky Butts Barbecue up in Omaha, Nebraska. He's got 85 top 10 finishes. He's also a KCBS National Grand Champion Team of of the year and check out his website at porkybuttsbbq.com and if you're ever in Omaha or Lincoln or whatever drive over to Omaha to check out Porky Butts restaurant. Now Blaine, uh, we were talking about a buddy of our show that we just had on last week and we've had on several times, Travis Clark. And you know Travis Clark? Never heard of her. <laughs> so I did a show down in Oklahoma City not too long ago, and, and I put Travis on the spot. And I said, hey, listen, I'm coming down to Oklahoma City to do a show at a university. Will you buy me lunch? And he's like, sure. And then off the air, I said, you don't have to. He goes, no, you, no, no, no. Seriously, come by. And he wasn't there, but they fixed me up. So the next time I'm doing a show in Omaha, you know what that means, don't you, Blaine? Travis is buying lunch. lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got to quit setting myself up like that. That is not a good thing. Well, one thing Travis talked about, and we were talking off the air about the shortage of turkeys. Travis is having the same problem you had. What's going on with that? Oh, I mean, with the avian bird flu, it's just an... uh it's devastated the turkey market and i think all restaurants in general are just struggling through the holidays to get turkey breasts in general and then whole turkeys as well what about the pricing has it gone up too oh yeah drastically it's up 40 percent for me and uh Man, we've been, had to adjust our pricing it's been that way for at least a year um, i remember even a year ago we were dealing with turkey prices that seemed like doubled yeah um, i mean and hard to get and yeah and since i got into the market i mean now we're we're two times and i i think it's going to keep going i I mean it's it's just getting so hard to find and the harder it gets i think the prices shoot up and that really makes Todd miss being a uh, barbecue restaurant owner. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Monday tur- turkey trials, it's every Monday I, I start calling to see where I can find turkey for the week. Yeah. Do yeah. you have, do you, is that something you have to do as an owner, like call like a lot of different distributors and, and try to find somebody who has some? Yeah. And things like this, I do. I mean, most of my stuff, I have pretty good contracts in place and inventory hasn't gotten too low. So I, I don't, I don't struggle too much with the, you know, the core meat items. It's just some of the, 
it's odd things it's turkeys and occasionally it's nine by nine you know takeout containers and it's it's the things you wouldn't expect to be yep. searching for in the well, restaurant and business and it's three years later and we're still dealing with yeah, supply chain and issues and just you know things that aren't available and people don't understand that the you know we hear about groceries and and the meat prices and all that but one of the harder things in the restaurant industry was packaging and paper goods. Yeah, one hundred percent, unbelievably hard. Do you yeah. do you find do you find that you get to a point where you just go, I hate to raise my prices because you want to keep your customers happy, but you don't have a choice. Yeah, absolutely, you don't have a choice. I mean, I even changed how my my restaurant looked because I had a menu board that was built on the wall that we you know we had all stenciled out and we loved, but we had to be so you know change prices so often we, we now we have digital menu boards that i can change with the click of a button are oh, you like a gas Just, station with, yeah. the, with the gas prices <laughs> <laughs> i hate it man i absolutely hate it and, and the worst part of it was like some of my meat prices they've been pretty steady but it's just, it's everything else. I mean, it's it, this week I was talking to my buddy in Omaha who's at, got a pretty high-end steak restaurant. And he was telling me that iceberg lettuce, he's paying $111 a case for iceberg yeah, lettuce. And yeah. that's, I mean, it's twice what it was, you know, six months ago. I remember we, at one point, we just had to put market price on yeah. like burn-ins and brisket. And it was like, that's what you would see on you know lobster or seafood or something is market <laughs> price and it's like wait a minute we're talking brisket here that used to be yeah. you know not that long ago dollar a pound or two dollars yeah no it's crazy absolutely it's 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 a crazy I and mean, there's just i mean even when wings are at that 160 dollar <laughs> case market it just blows my mind some of the and how it all just like you know it seems like you just get around the corner and everything's settling in and then you'll have something just like this with the turkey it's so, always something so blaine it's, it's christmas weekend what are you fixing the family up to to maybe help the backyard barbecue or to help with their christmas dinner also you know we have we do a, a, a ton of holiday meals um we do tenderloins turkeys hams and then prime ribs are a big one um, my family and i will be enjoying some prime rib and I, I do a big uh I do a big feast at the restaurant for all my employees. I bring them in, and we're we're doing uh, this year. Everybody wanted a uh, roasted prime rib and uh, shrimp, so I'll be doing a lot of cooking on uh, actually Christmas Day for all my employees. So, so in a, in I'm doing porky butts meatloaf. That's what I'm <laughs> there doing. There you go, smart move. <clears throat> I'm doing meatloaf. Yeah, baby. but he stole my ketchup. I'm not happy about it. So, so in, <laughs> we got we got about three and a half minutes. Talk us through a, a prime rib real quick. Um, how somebody could prepare one and, and make it delicious. You know, at the restaurant, I'm smoking them. Um, I think the key to a good prime rib is it is I like to cook it a little hotter than normal, but I, I like to get a good crust on it. I mean, I use a little oil, and then I uh, I bring it to not room temperature, but I, I let it come out to temp, and I just rub it down with oil, and then I put a good crust of pepper and our uh, our brisket rub on it. And I think the key is that that crust on the outside. And the finished temp, what what are you finishing to? So I'm taking mine to 120 ish, and then they usually come up to 125, 127, and then we hold them and we stop them at that point, and then let people bring it up from there. Okay. Yep. That's now my buddy. Uh, you would hate him. I don't like it. He likes his prime rib. Well, he says nothing but wonderful things about you. Yeah. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but he he likes his prime. He loves prime rib, but he likes it well done. So uh. I know. I know. I agree. So when you do it, do you is it sectioned out or do you cook a little bit so so people who like it more well done have that available or do you just say no, go somewhere else? 
No, we cook them in six pound portions. That way, you know, it's pretty cooked even throughout the whole prem rib. And they just get the first piece. They get the outsides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, you you can't take it and throw it on the grill real quick and go, fine, here you go. Uh, you, you can. Have some meatloaf. Yeah, I was going to say, they go get you an English roast at the <laughs> local grocery store and cook that off. So so we got two minutes left. Uh, quick, Give us a quick side that that's a good idea for, for, for the holidays. For the holidays, our, I mean, our most popular side for the holidays is mac and cheese. Yeah. I, I like it's doing. My, my, my honestly... I'm I'm a big I love cream peas. We're doing cream peas this okay. year for and and then the other one that's really taken off at the restaurant. It's so simple and so easy. Is is um, we have an herb roasted zucchini, and Ooh. so we're just Ooh. basically yeah. tossing in you know a nice olive oil and, and cooking it real hot and roasting it and then tossing in a bunch of um, garlic and onions and and dill and a couple other herbs in there and it's just it's really good. That's it's real light. A, that's the way you eat zucchini. You know, real quick. I and I'm I'm an eater. Todd, you, you guys are owners. It just seems like mac and cheese has become a much more popular side item at barbecue restaurants now. Uh, yeah, it's it's just out of control. That and our, we have a we have a loaded grits that has just really got a cult following now in Omaha. Even a guy named uh, Darren Worth from Iowa, he drives over and eats them. Never heard of her. <laughs> he's probably with that travis guy <laughs> well we've been talking with blaine hunter blaine i'm gonna get up to omaha soon to do a comedy show and you are buying me lunch over there at his restaurant in omaha at porky butts uh, you can check out the website which is porky butts bbq.com that's porky butts bbq.com if you're ever up there in omaha especially in warmer weather go by the restaurant and check it out uh, blaine thanks again for being on the show and and we're going to have talking to Todd John's next segment about, oh, I don't know, Christmas leftovers and what to do with them. That's up next right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention. Every Barbecue Radio Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, and more, each and every Thursday. Welcome back to Andy and... Oh, wait. Welcome back to Todd and Dave. It's oh, Todd John. So it, it does sound better. Welcome back to Todd and Dave here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. We've got Todd Johns filling in this week for Andy from Plowboys Barbecue. And I'd like to do a barbecue shout-out to one of our sponsors, Holstein Manufacturing. Check out their website, HolsteinMFG.com. They've got this trailer-mounted towable towable. Am I saying that right? Towable? You tow it. Deep, deep practicing. You got it. <laughs> One of their grills with some of the standard features are the cooking area of 10-foot square. That's a lot of area, right? And they have corn roasters. I don't yeah. know if you know that. They have corn roasters. You and Andy are both hooked onto the corn roasters. <laughs> Man. Well... Who doesn't need a corn roaster? Andy is ticked that they haven't put one in his Christmas stocking because he keeps asking for one. <laughs> yeah, I need one too. <laughs> but check out Holstein Manufacturing. They got NSF listed grills and cookers, gas barbecue grills. And what else do they have? 
Corn Roasters. Corn Roasters. Check them out again. Their website, HolsteinMFG.com. And please support your local barbecue joints. Like if you're ever in, oh, I don't know, Omaha, Nebraska. (laughs) This is a nice, shameless plug. Go to Porky Butts Barbecue at 15475. he doesn't know the address, but I do because it's written down. 15475 Ruggles Street in Omaha, Nebraska. And, of course, that's PorkyButts.com. Now, is that the northeast or the northwest corner? Northwest corner. It's the northeast corner of the northwest. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're ever in Omaha, be sure to listen to us on the number one radio station, by the way, in Omaha. It's News Radio 1110 KFABAM. And during the week, Monday through Friday, you can listen to Gary Saddlemeyer. He is on from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. and our buddy Scott Voorhees, he's on Monday through Friday also from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and you can check them out at kfab.iheart.com. Again, that's KFAB Radio in Omaha, Nebraska. Well, we got Todd Johns here filling in from Plowboys Barbecue and it's time now for our All Things Barbecue Product Spotlight. All Things Barbecue has the tools and accessories you need to cook up the kind of barbecue that will have your neighbors hopping over the fence except when there's 30 below wind chill, to get a taste, uh, get fired up at their website, which is atbbq.com. Todd, what do you got for a product this week? We have the All Things Barbecue Meat Injector okay. with a pistol grip. Nice! Yeah. So this thing's thirty four ninety nine, and it comes with two stainless steel injection needles. And so you can use that to inject your pork butts or your briskets. Um, one thing that uh, you can do with those is those little needles. Sometimes uh, you want like a smaller gauge. You can actually go to like a farm supply store and those uh, disposable vet needles and stuff. Oh, really? They, they are interchangeable. So uh, sometimes like those bigger needles will make too big of a too big of an injection spot. So now in we, competition, we, we would do that a lot. We would use smaller gauge needles. When you so when you have this pistol gun, how much like. You 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 put it with like the fluid, the fluid, and and the flavoring. Yeah, yep. yeah. You're just going to take whatever you're going to inject with, and then uh, draw the plunger back, and then uh, use the pistol grip to to inject your meat. It sounds like a lot easier way to do it than the traditional needle kind of thing. I yeah, guess you with call the, it pushing the plunger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a you you do get a little. If you're doing a lot of injecting, it's certainly easier on the hands, and then you can be a little more precise about uh, how much goes in there in one shot. So. Now, if you're a guy that's going to screw up a brisket like I am, don't you suggest doing some kind of uh, injection like that to to give it a little more flavor, give it more, uh, make it a more, little more moist? You know, you can do it either way. I don't think there's a wrong answer there. If you've got if you've got a nice brisket and it's it's nice and aged like a you know, a 30 day wet aged brisket, it's going to be great, but I don't mind injecting either. And uh, I think there's no wrong answer there. As long as, as long as you're eating brisket, you're good in the hood. <laughs> you you are good in the hood. And of course you can get that at all things barbecue. Check out their website, which is atbbq.com. So Todd from Plowboys Barbecue. So this is of course Christmas weekend and people are going to have hopefully maybe leftover food, not in my house, but um, what, what are some suggestions for anything that you've got left over to do for the next couple of days after Christmas? Well, it's uh, here in the Midwest, it's going to be a cold Christmas uh, <laughs> and we've, we've got some snow rolling in and, and some pretty frigid below zero temps and wind chills. 
So um, I know we're doing some soups, and we're going to uh, do like a uh, brisket barley soup. Okay. And then we're also going to do a, um, a chili verde, but using pulled pork in the chili verde soup. Let's talk, let's talk, start with the first soup. Talk All us right. through that. What, what, what do you do? Yeah. So barley was one of the things my grandfather just always had to have in the soup. I think it was something his mom did. And, and so I remember whenever we'd have like beef and vegetable soup, it always had barley in it. And so, um, yeah, it would just like cook a brisket like you normally would. And then, you know, like cube it up into small pieces and uh, make a little beef stock and uh, just make yourself a little beef and vegetable soup, but um, put the barley in with it. And uh, for me, I'm not a big salt guy. Like I like a little bit of salt. Is some of the beef stock is is it is it does it have a lot of salt in it? Because I again, I'm just like if I if I get the fries, like don't put a ton of salt on the fries, just a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, you can buy low sodium already made stock in the grocery store, and so. You know, if you don't want to make your own, but um, I'm always like getting beef bones and making my own at home. So I, I control how much salt I'm a salt guy. So I typically, <laughs> you know, because it, it, it carries a lot of the other flavors, too. So OK, well, I was thinking salt at the table, though. And then I love when my ankles swell because I've had so much salt. <laughs> You know, I was checking out your ankles. I wanted hey, to say something, oh, yeah. but I didn't want to be insulted. Yeah. So what, what was the second thing you mentioned? So uh, uh a chili verde. So, okay, talk us through that. So this is one I love to make. Um, I'll take uh, onion, tomatillos, um, which is the base of it, onions, garlic, tomatillos, and then I'll take my peppers. I love poblanos, so I'll usually put poblanos in there, some serranos, and I'll take all of those uh and oil them up a little bit with like some olive oil and then throw them in a basket on my smoker. Hmm. And uh, let them take on a bunch of that smoke and cook down and then uh, take all of that, throw it in a food processor or a blender and blend all of that stuff up and then add some pulled pork to it. And you've got a chili verde or as my buddy Nate says, that chili verde soup. <laughs> <laughs> now, all that combination you just mentioned before you get to the blender, sounds like it's going to be pretty spicy. How spicy is that going to be? It, it's all controlled by those serranos that you're putting in there. So a poblano has no heat at all, and the tomatillos don't either. So, yeah, it's just you're going to control that with the amount of serranos that you want to put in there. But what I love is you're taking smoked pulled pork, and you're adding it to this vegetable base puree that you've that you've smoked as well. And then I'll put a little uh, chicken stock in there as well to thin it out. And then and so how long and and is it a low heat kind of process when you're cooking it? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a low heat or a medium heat. Um, but I'm just trying to get those vegetables to soften up and uh, to get some smoke on them too. So. So, you know, like maybe a maybe a 250 degree uh, smoker, like put it on my big green egg mm -hmm. and, you know, I might I might leave it on there for 45 minutes or so. Okay. And and just when the vegetables are getting nice and soft. But how long of preparation time do you think it takes you? Oh, it's super easy because all you're doing is taking taking your veg and and uh, throwing them on the smoker. 
Okay, so is this one of those kind of things that you, uh, is it like a chili in that you put cheese on it and onions when you're done or? Uh, no, I typically just just uh, do it straight, but um, throw some cilantro, you know, maybe okay. dice some cilantro and throw on there too. So is this a is this a cracker dish? Is this the old Ritz cracker? You crumble up crackers nope, nope, and nope, bread, nope, bread nope. on the side? No, nope, no, nope. no. Maybe a tortilla. Maybe some <laughs> oh, tortillas. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. So, Warm them up on the grill or something. Well, Merry Christmas to you, Todd you Johns, too, sir. from uh, Plowboys. Of course, your barbecue sauce. What's your sauce again you just mentioned? Oh, the Casey Crossroads. Yeah, Casey, Casey Crossroads, Crossroads. Plowboys. Check that out at our website we talk about a lot, which is allthingsbarbecueatbbq.com, and get that. Make that a late Christmas present, since it's too late to get it now, but but nobody's going to complain about getting a bottle of barbecue sauce or, or some uh, seasonings on that, too. So, um, And again, we want to thank Blaine Hunter for being on the show, and check out his restaurant up in Omaha. Mr. Porky Butts was on here, and we want to thank you, everybody, and everybody have a great holiday season for our executive producer T-Bone and filling in for Andy Groneman and Todd Johns from Plowboys Barbecue. I'm Dave Kais. Thank you so much. Happy holidays and we always appreciate you listening to Barbecue Radio Network and as always, happy barbecuing. Every Barbecue Radio Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform each and every Thursday. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build the grill.